0: Well, it's come to this. I don't want to say we knew this day was coming, but let's be honest. We had a very strong suspicion that this day would come. Hmm. On uh, Thursday, March 14th, it was announced officially that Netflix would not be renewing one day at a time for a fourth season. Leanne, what was your immediate reaction?
1: Uh, that was my re- immediate re- reaction Okay,
0: mine was something like this <sighs> Again <laughs> Just a long protracted sigh Um, But yeah, I was very disappointed
1: to hear that, obviously mm-hmm. There was definitely an uproar from our Twitter fans yeah,
0: it's mm-hmm. been great to see, like, the whole community of fans, like, come out in support of it and hoping that they renew it. Um, but it's definitely, like, when I saw that, it was like, a show this good, this pure, uh, of course it had to be canceled. Of course. Good things have to die young, apparently. Three seasons. Three seasons. No movie. No movie. Uh. Um, So it was officially announced on Twitter. I think well, the Hollywood Reporter... Had an article at 10.30 a.m., mm-hmm. followed a couple minutes later by a tweet um, by Gloria Calderon-Kellett and Mike Royce, who are the uh, co-showrunners mm-hmm. of One Day at a Time. So I'll just read their note. It said, um, we had the time of our lives making this show. We worked with the best, most giving and talented cast, writers and crew ever, as well as the incomparable Norman Lear. So while our hearts are heavy, they are also bursting with appreciation for this amazing experience. And for all of you, all of you who told us how much One Day at a Time means to you. We've worked on many shows, but never have we experienced the outpouring of love, connection, and support like we have with O-D-A-A-T. Along with our studio, Sony, we will be exploring other places One Day at a Time can live, and with any luck, we'll find one. Either way, our three seasons will always exist and be there for you and us. In the meantime, we thank everybody who watched. Familia para siempre. (laughs) Familia para siempre.
1: Oh my god. So it was, it was like heartbreaking, genuinely yeah. heartbreaking for me to actually... When I actually... read those tweets, that's when that's when it all hit me. I was like, what are these rumors saying? <laughs> rumors saying that it got canceled and then I read Gloria's tweets and I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've seen a lot of shows and there's been a lot of like my faves that ended up like ending, mm-hmm. but this one, I, it just stings. Like, mm-hmm. It's still I was like, oh, this is just...
1: Only because we we say this a lot, but this is, like, a great show. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's a really great show, even. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just... So important, and the community around it was so vibrant, and they were so active in... Right. In, like, engaging with the fans. Yeah. That that's it, what I
1: really like about Gloria. Yeah. She's very open to the fans and, like, kind of keeps everyone up to date about what's going on. She's very active on Twitter. That's, mm-hmm. Like, that's
0: a definite... You should definitely follow her. hmm And she'll be providing updates should they find a new home. Mm-hmm. So that's even another reason to follow her. mm mm-hmm. um, But... It was just very disappointing to see. Um, I don't know, there were a lot of things. So there's been a lot of reaction on the social media, mainly Twitter, mm-hmm. to the cancellation, where a lot of fans coming up. But I think uh, Gloria Calderon Keller had some like interesting words of advice, and just for like people that are curious about the future of the show. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things she tweeted was uh, the hashtag #SaveODAAT. Mm-hmm. Um, that hashtag was trending.
1: It turned it worldwide, didn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think it, so. Oh, wow. Uh, it, again, <laughs> another one day at a time hashtag trending worldwide. First it was renew, now it's save. Yeah. Because it wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm.
0: So she said that I see a lot of petitions, and when we appreciate them, they don't move the needle. Just tweet and use social media to keep us in the convo while we search for a new home. So she even said to think some people were asking for money, which
1: yeah I mean, that sounds think, like a scam i think change no i think change.org like the really big i saw the really big petition that has now it's over seventy five thousand. um i think it asks you for like three dollars and then it kind of just says if you donate money there's a chance it'll get on like news sources and stuff like yeah, that
0: i mean i mean just to be clear that money does not help the show in any way mm-hmm That's purely for change.org or whichever website that was. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, she says the best thing to do is just keep talking about it on social media. Right. Because those numbers will be reflected in like how big the audience is and how engaged they are. Mm -hmm. And I think those are kind of concrete metrics they can take to
1: potential Mm -hmm. buyers. Exactly. Like it's not going to do anything um, directly with i guess potential buyers but it's cool to see numbers and it's cool to like have this you're able to see like this giant um appreciation for this show like in numbers rather than like a lot of people like this but like how yeah for like how many and it it also provides like a sense of um what's it called awareness i guess for the show like in case you know you can also like share the the petition around and then like let's say like your theas like what the what the heck is this what what am i yeah. gonna sign they check it out they're like what's what's one day at a time and then they check out the show and then they're like and then they like realize like oh like
0: yeah mm-hmm. so maybe there were people that saw the show but maybe weren't as engaged with it online like oh mm-hmm. it canceled like oh i didn't even know this mm-hmm. so i think also another thing that you brought up was that like the petitions are a good way to like focus energy around the community mm-hmm. Of fans on, online for the show. Mm-hmm. And even if it's, like, not going to help in the end, uh, CBS or a Fox or an ABC to buy the show. Yeah. It's just, like, a good... It's it's a good sense of... Com- it gives a good sense of community to right. the people online who appreciate the show and
1: they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, not everyone's on Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> we can as all hard use hard as same that hashtag. Is to believe. <laughs> it seems like everyone's on Twitter. I look through everyone's, like... Save O D A A T um, hashtag tweets. And I'm just like, oh my yeah. God, there's like, well, it turned it worldwide. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's so many. But yeah, like, not everyone uses Twitter. Which is also, I think, gives the false sense of uh, like hope that a lot of people had for the show.
0: Right. Because it's so big on Twitter. But mm-hmm. there's a really big contingent of people that are hardcore fans, very mm-hmm. engaged with the hashtags watch the show, tweet about it religiously. Mm-hmm. And then to see that it was canceled, it's like, but we're always talking about it. How could that be? And mm-hmm. it's like, the reality is that, yeah, not everyone's on Twitter. Not yeah. everyone <laughs> is interested in being on Twitter. And there there are a lot of good reasons not to be on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But I think uh, she also, Gloria calderon Keller has also been like tweeting directly at like potential buyers. Yeah. But she makes them public, so that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So she was like, good morning, networks. I've met with you in the past, and you've said... If only we had one day at a time. Good mm-hmm. news, we can be yours. We yeah. can easily do a reset so that those not familiar with the show will get all the info they need. Call Sony. The fight continues. Hashtag save one day at a time. So I like that she's being very positive about it. Mm-hmm. That it, It's like, oh, okay, it's, it's canceled. But it's like the show can come back. Right. And it's not like, oh, let's just mourn the loss of it. Because it is a huge loss. Like, mm-hmm. Let's not beat around the bush. But... She's very much taking it in stride and being like, hey, this is just kind of the nature
1: of the business. Good people and good things get axed all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Should we talk about Sony's connection to the show in case people don't really know about her saying call Sony? Yeah. Um, okay. So there were a lot of really good articles
0: on One Day at a Time and the cancellation of it and how Netflix decided to tweet about it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things, one of the articles written, uh, was on deadline.com and it was, uh, one day at a time, Netflix deal may get in way of finding new home for comedy by mm-hmm. Nelly Andriva. So I'll paraphrase the article, but it had a lot of interesting information there. And that was that after, immediately after canceling one day at a time, Sony, the owner of the show who Netflix had to pay a licensing fee to in order for it to be on their streaming platform, began shopping the series to potential buyers. But apparently discussions have hit a snag. And that's because there's a standard clause in Netflix uh, sh- series deals from outside studios that prevent shows from airing elsewhere for anywhere from two to three years after they're canceled by Netflix. So that's why the Marvel shows
1: mm-hmm.
0: are not going to be on the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And that's also why a show like American Vandal, which was canceled by Netflix but owned by CBS,
1: mm-hmm.
0: can't be seen on CBS All Access.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but this deal also prevents the creative teams behind the shows from making more episodes for that same time span. Oh, okay. So it's it's kind of it's a different type of contract, I think, because I don't think this is how traditional TV contract works. But mm-hmm. Netflix just cause is like a streaming platform. Yeah, Netflix is like the big disruptor, so they're kind of doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, this deal is somewhat different for television networks looking to acquire Netflix shows. Right. So there's a multi-year ban on airing new episodes on streaming platforms, but the ban on airing new episodes on a TV network like CBS, Fox, ABC, or TBS is only several months. Mm-hmm. So perhaps it could be fast-tracked on a more traditional like television broadcast production mm-hmm. schedule. In which case, if they get to writing it, maybe it could be even like next season, right? Something like that, and. Even uh, Gloria Calderon-Kelly alluded to that in her tweet where she was like, we could do a reset on the show. Right. Uh, so people that aren't familiar could catch up and be just as engaged with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps the way forward is to make voice, make our voices heard as fans right. to Netflix. To uh, convince them to let One Day at a Time out of its contract, out of its deal. Uh-huh. And maybe they could allow it to go to another streaming platform without that two to three year delay. Right. Because the reality is that, like, these are working uh, creative professionals. Yeah. To keep that show and keep it in the back burner for two to three years and expect them all to come back. Right. It's just unrealistic. hmm The cast, the crew, the writers, all that is, it's going to be very difficult to keep everyone together, nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. So, if it were to be picked up somewhere else without Netflix doing it, two to three years, it's it's kind of really hard to imagine that happening. Right. So, there were a lot of uh, messages of support on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ones that I was really happy to see was La Miranda. Oh, my God. Big fan of the show.
1: <laughs> Very iconic. Of, uh,
0: of one Day at a Time, not our show.
1: <laughs> I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll do a Hamilton themes episode eventually <laughs> Oh
1: my
0: god um, But he said Hey NBC I hear you like comedies With built in fan bases That do even better On your network Than at their previous homes Hashtag Save one day at a time mm-hmm. And so he was Also uh, Influential In getting NBC to pick up Brooklyn Nine-Nine Which was cancelled mm-hmm. on Fox but then, Oh and they
1: got picked up By NBC right They got picked up by NBC Oh okay
0: And so he had He had tweeted something Similar to that Like NBC Pick up the show Yeah And they did And now it's airing on NBC Uh So it's not unheard of that Mm -hmm. a show would be picked up like this, like immediately picked up and not like just resurrected from a long time ago. Mm. Um, And he's tweeted a lot of support for it. And he also uh, he tried to get the attention of networks and like other streaming sites and like Hulu and CBS and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he posted a video of him with Rita Moreno talking about saving the show. But like if you watch the video, they're just like very confident in it. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's going to get saved. Yeah, yeah, of course it's going to get saved. Like, mm-hmm. we'll be on the air back again, and like, it's going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was even talked about on Good Morning America. The next day, right? Yeah, they talked oh, about his tweets. And so I think that, like, we can talk about, yeah, it's just social media or whatever, but I think it does make somewhat of an impact. Mm-hmm. It's getting people to talk about it. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, he has a really wide reach. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, because his voice is there and he's tweeted so much people are saying he's like leading the um we're leading the way on this renewal yeah or whatever happens mm. and that i think that that's really cool that like here he is a latino creative and coming in supporting another latino and another latino show i think that's mm. really cool and
1: i think he recently did s- something with uh gloria and one more other person melissa fumero yeah and then um Gloria kind of like insinuating that they have a plan for something so I'm really excited about that I, I, I don't know what it is yeah I think he posted a picture of them
0: like having dinner he said we're in LA mm. and I was like what could this mean yeah <laughs> oh my god like who knows if it was even about like finding one day to ha- one day at a time a new home yeah what if it was like Crazy to imagine a new creative thing. What oh if it's like God. a different show or a movie or something? Mm-hmm. Just like all this Latinx talent coming together. and mm-hmm. even if it's in support of something or in in uh, search of something new to do together, I think is mm-hmm. is really cool just to see the whole community coming together. So we should talk about the Netflix tweets. I think.
1: Yeah. So Netflix had some real tone deaf tweets. Oh. So at ten thirty a.m. on March fourteenth. 2019 Netflix said time of, death. <laughs> time of death Netflix tweeted we've made the very difficult decision not to renew one day at a time for a fourth season the choice did not come easily we spent several weeks trying to find a way to make another season work but in the end simply not enough people watched to justify another season and then followed by thank you Norman Lear for bringing this series back to television. Thank you, Gloria Calderon-Kellett and Mike Royce for always making us laugh and never shying away from bravely and beautifully tackling tough subject matter in a meaningful way. To Justina Machado, Todd Grinnell, Isabella Gomez, Marcel Ruiz, Stephen Tabalowski, and Rita Moreno, thank you for inviting us into your family. You filled this show with so much heart and warmth and love. It truly felt like home. And to anyone who felt seen or represented, possibly for the first time, by one day at a time, please don't take this as an indication to your story. Indication your story is not important. The outpouring of love for this show is a firm reminder to us that we must continue finding ways to tell these stories. Ew.
0: Yuck. (laughs) Gross. Disgusting. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people me included i'm um, assuming liam oh yeah we're very upset at these very tweets. very upset not just because they were canceling one day at a time mm-hmm. but that they kind of uh, announced it with this like hey your stories matter just not enough exactly and so it was kind of like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too mm-hmm. and it just felt very gross on their part to mm-hmm. try to S- signal that they're like woke, yeah, and fake woke, yeah, that they're <laughs> fake woke, but it's like they're really only in it for the money, and mm-hmm. like they say, if there weren't enough people watching. Um, but that's not even a metric that they
1: share with anyone. Exactly. Like I want to see the numbers of what is not enough people watching to justify another season. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how can you blame something that no one has any indication of? Exactly. Um, so that was, I thought, was really, just, very poor optics on their part, mm-hmm. and I thought was really a bad look for Netflix.
1: Oh yeah, because then, I'm looking at all these like his <laughs> other tweets. Yeah, people are very upset, especially. So following those tweets, everyone was just dunking on Netflix. <laughs> oh, let's my be God. honest. Yeah, honestly. Um,
0: but I think one of the best tweets was from Marina Inojoso, host of Latino USA. Mm-hmm. It was a podcast on NPR. She said, um. By canceling the show, you cancel the importance of our stories, which mm-hmm. I think is, just puts it really succinctly. Mm-hmm. Like, your stories matter only so much, though. Yeah. Um, but there's just been a, a lot of reactions on Twitter. Um, one of them by A.A. Uh, a. Dowd, he said, uh, this is disingenuous as hell. Netflix has no obligation to renew a program that isn't making them money. But this insanely profitable company does not get to play hero for mourning a show it could definitely afford to renew. You can brag and take the PR points if you actually save the show. Or you can make the apparently smarter financial decision and live with being the bad guy. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. A-holes. He also said that. <laughs> and uh, someone else tweeted, the fact that you guys have to announce it this way means that there were enough people watching it. Exactly. Why would they feel the need to share it on Twitter mm-hmm. if it wasn't going to affect that many viewers? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen them announce a cancellation, like that, especially. Yeah, never. I think on Twitter have they done that. Mm-mm. So they know that there's a large vocal fan base,
1: mm-hmm. and yet they they just they need... just want to cover cover their bases, really. Yeah, but they did it, and like, ugh. it's just very disappointing. Like the whole, um, what's it called? They're kind of saying like, oh, like your stories they do matter but like you said like the numbers weren't there but they kind of like say like the tail end of this this thread of tweets which is like kind of like a last thought you know yeah it's like oh no one really watched this show uh like thank you for you know everyone who was involved with this show oh also like everyone like uh yeah your stories matter (laughs) at the very end of the tweet which is like Ugh, that's so annoying. It's like,
0: they feel bad for mourning the show, but it's like, you're the ones that killed it. Yeah. Like, you can't feel bad for something that you did. hmm You know? I mean, it's a corporation. Like... Yeah. They're not your friend. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be woke. They're, like, a group of people that are only looking at the bottom line of mm-hmm. money. And so there have been a lot of people, um, a lot of people responding to their series of tweets saying, like, why is it so hard? Like, I didn't even realize season three was out. There's been no marketing for this show.
1: Exactly. Wasn't there this like, I forgot who tweeted. I saw this tweet um, saying, like, Netflix did more, like, breakout tweets for this show rather than marketing. Yeah. That was that was so annoying, too.
0: Yeah, so there were, like, scraps that they spent on the marketing of this show. Mm-hmm. And they just came off spending something like $25 million on uh, Roma's Oscar push, right? Which is like, that's like expendable money you can use to support other shows.
1: Exactly. And and they'll they'll spend so much money marketing. Like they should... bought
0: Netflix. Or Netflix bought Friends, the rights to Friends, yeah,
1: for a hundred million dollars. Uh huh. And like, like they have the money.
0: Yeah, and it's just like you have billions and billions of dollars is there no room in your pocketbook for shows that are important to like vitally underserved demographics? Mm -hmm. And so there were just also a lot of tweets about that. And just in reaction to Netflix's whole announcement and the way they did it. Mm -hmm. So Bennett D. Bennett on Twitter uh, said, why isn't there a Netflix Twitter account speaking in Spanglish for the U.S. Hispanic Latinx uh, community? I don't get it there's a huge market and this screams missed opportunity which like yeah why Mm -hmm. isn't there one Mm -hmm. this would have been the biggest show to put on that and i think it would have got a huge audience Mm -hmm. and i I, that feels like a really big missed opportunity like they said Mm -hmm. and if you look there's even like a netflix twitter account for all these different genres Mm -hmm. there's a netflix twitter account for comedy specials yeah for for just movies Mm-hmm. There's a Netflix Twitter account dedicated To like movies and shows About African Americans mm-hmm. So why couldn't there be one for a Latinx audience mm-hmm.
1: And I, I think And that it's, it's not Netflix Latino America It's just the What is it like the Netflix <sighs> It's just like ne- Netflix US yeah. yeah And so
0: someone else was pointing out Like what Netflix chooses to renew Versus what they choose to cancel mm-hmm. So if you look at Rotten Tomatoes Insatiable Season 1 got a 12% with critics. <laughs> uh huh. And which is a very rotten score. A yeah. very bad one. <laughs> and it was renewed for Season 2. Uh huh. If we look at one day at a time, Season 1, it got a 94%. Mm-hmm. Season 2, 100%. Season 3, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it was canceled. Right. So it's just hard to find the rhyme or reason into why this was done mm-hmm. if they don't want to share those viewership
1: metrics. Mm-hmm. And then Candice Frederick, Real Talker, uh, she says, or they say, other shows that have been on the chopping block before, from what I can tell, All American, Winona Herb, Fresh Off the Boat, Superstore, and these are network series, great ones, and they have women and... POC and lead roles. This is tiring.
0: No, so I think that all those shows are like, have something in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as uh, she points out, that this seems to be like something that happens over and over again. Mm-hmm. All these shows with women and POC and lead roles, as she put, like they're always on the chopping block. Mm. They're always in danger of being canceled. Right. And it, it is very tiring having to like, spend all your energy to...
1: Yeah, like it shouldn't be... Like I don't think the fans should be the ones. Like I know, like Gloria is like, you guys are doing a great job. Like just keep, keep a uh, one day at a time in, you know, in social media in the in the talks. But it's like ultimately not the fans' responsibility to do that.
0: You yeah, know? it's not it's not the viewer's place to like put the energy into renewing the show. Exactly. And I don't think that we can like put blame on her too much cuz i think she was kind of forced into that position by netflix mm-hmm. and so that's a bit different and she just knows how vocal and important it is that i think that she was asking people like hey like i know you're big fans like let's get behind right. it a little mm-hmm. um but it does it's like when i saw her tweet that for the first time like literally like a, a couple days after season 3 was released yeah i was like oh we're going to have to do this again yeah and it's just like Getting ready for, like, all the... Getting emotionally prepared to be Mm -hmm. disappointed. (laughs) Exactly. So, like we said, there had been, like, a lot of really great articles written about the show and about the cancellation and the way Netflix handled it. Um, One of the most illuminating ones that I thought uh, was written was by Vanessa Arazo for New York Times in this Mm -hmm. opinion piece titled, Netflix has turned its back on Latinos. Which by just reading that title, you know, like, oh, this is going to be something good. Yeah. Um, So she, this is a paraphrase of what she wrote. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wrote, One Day at a Time is a rare example of a television show about the U.S. born children and grandchildren of Latin American immigrants. That's why its cancellation is more than just the loss of a critical darling. It's an egregious erasure of Latinos at a time when anti-Latino rhetoric floods our political discourse. It's a reminder of Netflix's tepid support for our stories, just when we need them most. Um, Vanessa Raso makes this distinction Between foreign born immigrants And US born Latinos Which I've seen virtually no one else talk about And it's important because While Netflix and other uh, studios Might support and finance Mexican filmmakers like Alfonso Cuarón Guillermo del Toro And Alejandro González Iñárritu There's a major absence of Latino representation In front of and behind the camera So they're all Mexican born Mm -hmm. And They make a lot of movies Uh, Funny thing They've actually won The three of them Have won five of the last six Best director Oscars Mm -hmm. Which is crazy Just a little fun fact Um, She also uh, says Again this is paraphrasing This discrepancy between populations Is evident in Netflix's content While many of their shows Are centered on people In Latin American countries One day at a time Was one of the few That was centered on U.S. born Latino experience She makes this distinction Not to pit the two populations Against each other Mm. But rather, because while we're happy and supportive of media buying about foreign-born Latinos, it does not count as representation for U.S.-born Latinos.
1: Mm.
0: One Day at a Time was so effective at reaching that audience, partly because we're so underserved.
1: How underserved are we? So
0: underserved (laughs) that when they cancel one of our shows, our representation goes below 1%. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) So the numbers, getting to the specifics, Mm -hmm. this was in her article. The sum total of Netflix's Latino content is five shows and specials out of 700. That's less than 1%. That's 0.71%. Specifically, these shows are one day at a time and on my block. Mm -hmm. And one comedy special each from Cristela Alonso, Gabriel, Gabriel Iglesias, and Angela Johnson.
1: Five out of 700. Yeah. It's just a complete,
0: I think it's really eye-opening one. Mm. And I think it just speaks to such, like, how important this issue is. Mm-hmm. Why people are so affected by, one, by this cancellation. Mm-hmm. So she finishes her article with this. With a slew of upcoming series and movies directed by and featuring African-American, Asian, and LGBTQ talent... Netflix has received credit from many critics for championing diverse content. An assessment of the number of stories by and about Latinos in the United States paints a very different picture. Netflix has firmly turned its back on us. A word of advice to the decision makers. Go back and watch season three's The Funeral. Take notice of how Rita Moreno's character, Lydia, remains estranged from her sister for 20 years. Latinos can hold grudges for a long, long
1: time. Oh, wow. What a good closer. Yeah. <laughs> So she talks about how we do champion um, diversity with these shows and films and all, mm-hmm. but there's just not a lot of representation with U.S. born Latinx people. Because they're, they're
0: effectively two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Born in the U.S. means you grow up with those with that culture, mm-hmm. but maybe in like a multi, bi, in a bilingual household. Growing up as a foreign-born Latino, born in Mexico or in South, somewhere in South America, mm-hmm. you're in a Spanish-speaking household, mm-hmm. and or I guess Portuguese too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so just like that experience is totally different. It's if you're in the U.S., it's like influenced by American politics. Mm-hmm. Just they're like two vastly different experiences, and to say that the experience of Cleo in Roma is representative of. Latinos in the U.S.
1: is right is
0: false, demonstrably mm-hmm. false.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I guess the characters from One Day at a Time that show the U.S. born Latinx experience would be Elena, who Alex, yeah, Penelope. Penelope was born in the U.S., right? I think she because uh, Lydia came to the U.S. Oh, okay,
0: when she was young.
1: Yeah, and then in the show as i know you guys probably see i've seen this show you do see like the different generational like the inner i guess intergenerational differences between lydia um lydia penelope and lena because lydia was foreign born correct yeah lydia is first generation because both her parents were foreign born and then after so I when it comes to, like,
0: the numbering of the generations, uh-huh. it's like, I'm I not exactly sure. I think there's a lot of gray area. Like, are you a first-generation American or a second-generation immigrant? So I think that oh, you can never be both of those that. things. Uh-huh. And so I'm never quite sure, like, if it's first-generation or second-generation.
1: I, I think first-generation is if you're born in the U.S. I think so. Because um, foreign-born would be Lydia and Umberto. Was that? I think that's his name. <laughs> Lydia and Humberto. And so they they came to the U.S., had Penelope and her brother. Spoiler alert. She has a brother.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we uh-huh. only
1: saw him in season three. Yeah.
0: Which, like, there's a lot more room for his storylines in the future.
1: Definitely. This is why we need a season four, everyone. Like, <sighs> come on. Get together. So, yeah, they're first generation because they were born in the U.S., and then Elena and Alex are second generation because their parents were born in the U.S. And then you see, you see the differences between the ways that they interact with each other. And, like, Lydia's very, like... <laughs> Let's see, what's a specific example? I think a good example is
0: one of the episodes where they talked about sexism. Right. So uh, Penelope is talking about, like, oh, well, like, he wasn't, like... Grabbing me or touching me, so like uh-huh. it, it wasn't really like
1: that bad. And then Lydia's like, "Well, I wish that still happened to yeah. me." and then, and then Elena's Elena. like, "Like,
0: well, it's still sexism. Yeah. It's microaggression."
1: Uh huh. So it's
0: how they view that. I think that that lens through which they view these different issues and topics, mm-hmm. I think, is where it comes across most strong. Mm-hmm. I think that what the show does is it it talks about the perspective of each of those generations mm-hmm. from a very authentic place. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like it's Oh, this person is first generation, and they just happen to be talking. It's like, no, this first gen- this person is first generation, and you can understand that through how they see things. Right. It has a worldview. Mhm. Their characters have worldviews. Mhm. And I think that's just like another big loss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about everything, but it's just like, it's gone now. Mhm. I guess well, it's not gone there because those episodes are still there. Yeah. But it's just
1: like it could have had more of it. Yeah. Kind of just like stopped.
0: Another one of the articles was titled, One Day at a Time's Cancellation Didn't Surprise Me, The Uproar Over It Did, by Lily Loofborough at Slate.com. So basically, she was saying that great shows get canceled all the time and people eventually move on. So it's a surprise that there's been a lot of pushback against Netflix for the decision to cancel One Day at a Time and for the way that it was announced with this very, like, corporations have feelings too tone in their series of tweets. Right. And uh, her article, I think, does a good job about talking about how positive the show was in the depiction of its characters, mm-hmm. how every one of them was capable and worthy, and how the show steered clear of sitcom stereotypes while also hitting very poignant moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also talks about how one day at a time, sources of conflict were, like, deeply plausible and relatable. They were dealing with, like, money and time, stress rejection, PTSD, and, like, sometimes racism or fear. Mm-hmm. And that even when depression and alcoholism show up, they aren't states to poetically interrogate, but problems to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. One day at a time is not in any way ambitious. It's kind of laughably obvious and structured. Mm -hmm. But if anything, it's proof that these structures and formulas are still very effective when done right. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's not trying to be a breaking bad. It's not trying to have like these great cinematic sequences it's Mm -hmm. not trying to like present extremely complex characters that are trying to hide money from the DEA you know yeah it's talking about just like extremely relatable people
1: Mm Hmm. and how they don't really make like a joke out of like let's say um Schneider's character yeah he's the alcoholic in this series and there's no, like, alcoholic jokes, like, he's the butt of the joke, or, like, Elena being gay. There's no, like, oh, she's just, you know, the lesbian of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, she has, like, a really deep character. He has a really deep character. Like, they all do. They all... Yeah. There's
0: an inner life that's believable, mm-hmm. even if the presentation of the show is very straightforward. hmm And that it found a way to to make a very, like, like you said, a deep... Character, like mm-hmm. a very well written character through this, like, very traditional structure mm-hmm. of the sitcom. And so, there was one other article that I wanted to talk about uh, titled One Day at a Time Taught Its Fans How to Say Goodbye by Kelly Connolly. Uh, this was on The Atlantic. And we'll put links to all these articles in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, basically, paraphrasing here Netflix understood why fans clung to the show, which only made the optics of its cancellation worse. They actually tweeted about their very difficult decision not to renew One Day at a Time. Quote, simply not enough people watched to justify another season. Since Netflix doesn't share viewership numbers, the decision to cancel One Day at a Time was placed on the one factor that no one outside the company could possibly understand. Kelly writes, but the idea that One Day at a Time's future was never outside Netflix's control was an illusion. The cast, showrunners, and fans were left to push for the show's renewal on social media because Netflix had failed to give the throwback sitcom the same robust promotion it had given other buzzy original series, such as Stranger Things and 13 Reasons Why. Hot off an expensive Oscars campaign for Roma, the company has been touting itself as a platform for diverse voices, but that commitment feels hollow when one of its most inclusive shows was given so few opportunities to find an audience. And so this goes back to something we talked about, which was like the marketing behind the show Mm -hmm. was so little Mm -hmm. that in response to those Netflix tweets where they announced the cancellation, people were complaining, like, why did you not push this show? Yeah. It's just, it's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. You can imagine for fans of the show. Mm -hmm. So Kelly writes, uh, for many, Netflix's online eulogy for one day at a time was too little, too late. Addressing fans who felt seen or represented by the show, the company wrote... Please don't take this as an indication that your story is not important. The outpouring of love for the show is a firm reminder to us that we must uh, continue finding ways to tell these stories. The use of we and us in such a corporate context is patronizing, drawing a line between the people in those stories and the people with the power to broadcast them. It grates precisely because Netflix seems to know exactly what reputational damage it needs to control, but refuses to acknowledge playing any role in the problem. And ultimately, noble mission statements don't speak to us loudly, as a one hundred million dollar deal to get the rights to stream Friends, and so it's just like Netflix has the money, and they're flexing that money on us all the time when yeah. they announce like, "Hey, Friends is going to be on our on our site for another year,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's like we spent a hundred million dollars to keep it, right? But it's like one day at a time, you couldn't get even like some of that money. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: it just it just feels so. And it's hard to convey, like, my frustration.
1: I I see in this quote when they say, we must continue finding ways to tell these stories. Just just renew it. <laughs> That's a way to keep telling this story. I do agree with the whole use of we and us in corporate contracts is definitely patronizing because it's kind of like not, having this wall between like oh we're a corporation who has like a lot of money but it's like oh we're in this together like i know we're the ones who decided not to renew for a fourth season but you know what if we get to this get through this together we'll find other ways to like have other representation on our show but it's like no like we want one day at a time i don't like like you said um I don't know I why they it, spent so much money on, like, other shows. Like, I don't even want to, like, state them just in case, like, <laughs> our listeners are, like, fans of those shows, too. But there's, uh, you know, we all know there's other shows and, like, f- movies on Netflix that's, like, why are they there type Yeah, of thing. I mean,
0: she even points out, like, um, 13 Reasons Why and Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And that's in... She points those out in the article. Like, even those got, like, marketing push. Oh, yeah. And which is, like even if, like, you couldn't, you're not going to pay, like, however much money to renew it, like, you could have at least put some money into marketing it. Yeah. And then Netflix kind of goes back on this thing where it's like, hey, gang, all of us need to get together and think about how we can do this better. And it's kind of, again, pushing that responsibility of, like, the fans fans to, like, watch the show enough to renew it. But it's like, that's not, that's not like, any sort of paradigm that's productive. Mm-hmm. And they say we need to find new ways. Mm-hmm. Are they literally talking about finding new methods and, like,
1: workflows for telling these stories, like, as in not just a show on Netflix? Oh, my God. What if they're, like, maybe some fans will give us ideas, and then we could just profit off of those ideas? Uh, oh, my like, God. The yeah. whole idea behind it, I think, is just
0: extremely frustrating. Um, but the article goes on to... Um, talk about some of uh, Sonia Soraya's tweets and she kind of pointed out how Netflix uh, the, some of their first um, acquisitions mm-hmm. were of shows that had been canceled. So Arrested Development was like this really big flashy show on Fox mm-hmm. that had a cult following but was canceled. Mm-hmm. One of Netflix's first big shows was renewing Arrested Development and they brought the cast and creators back. Mm-hmm. And so here it was, they made a name for themselves Mm -hmm. By bringing these shows back that had cult followings Mm -hmm. And they even did it again by renewing uh, Lucifer Which was on Fox but was cancelled And Designated Survivor Mm -hmm. And those were recent shows That were cancelled on their networks And picked up by Netflix for more seasons Mm -hmm. And here they are with a show That could have been dropped by ABC Mm -hmm. And a show that they would have typically picked up And renewed for more episodes
1: But they're choosing not to
0: Mm-hmm. For the same reason an ABC or a Fox would have mm-hmm. But we're just not getting the transparency on the viewership Exactly And I feel like we've just been kind of rambling and talking about <laughs> this whole episode But it's it's extremely frustrating
1: Yeah, I just don't like their breakup tweets um, Kind of like putting the It's like putting the onus on us Yeah But like the whole point of marketing a show is to get new viewers If they knew, like, there's something like a cult following, right? One Day at a Time has a cult following. That's great and all, but, like... Put some money towards making it a bigger following. Yeah, like, if you have a really, like, great show, and you know it has a great following, wouldn't you want more people to follow the show and put, like, more, more money into marketing, I guess, is the bottom line? And they just did not do that, and then they want to blame it on the already like cult following. Yeah. So there's
0: an article that I read on home talking about Netflix and basically three seasons is the cutoff for them. Mm-hmm. If after three seasons they're not gaining viewers, they'd rather cancel the series and start a new one because mm-hmm. they're all about getting subscribers and they don't get more subscribers by renewing shows for more seasons. They get subscribers by starting new shows. Right. So they can get a flashy new series mm-hmm. and to them that's more attractive than more episodes of an already ongoing series. Right. So it's such a different paradigm than like broadcast television or anything.
1: Yeah, where those like went on for like seven to nine seasons. Yeah. Or more. So like even... You got some The Simpsons of... <laughs> still going. Like what the
0: heck? Like some of the Netflix shows started off as like 13 episodes. Right. Then they went to like 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Russian Doll was only 8 episodes. Mm-hmm. So they're really cutting back On what they see as, like, okay, any more than this, we're probably not getting as much of a return on our investment as we would like. Right. And ultimately, that's just saying, like, we could have more money, so we're going to stop this show Mm -hmm. and do something else that who knows if it's as good, but it's flashy and it'll get us more subscribers. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where we're at with Netflix. Oh, okay. And I don't even want to, like go to Netflix's defense here.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But I think it's, like, important to note that in terms of diversity and whose stories are they telling, they're probably doing a better job than TV was before Netflix, Mm -hmm. TVs and movie studios. But that just kind of makes this cancellation more frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you almost expected it, if anywhere, that it could get another season would be on Netflix. And there's even going to be, like... They announced the Selena show. There's mm-hmm. a Gabriel Iglesias sitcom right. coming. And they're making a new show uh, produced by America Ferrera called Hentified. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, those are all interesting shows. And I'm looking forward to seeing them. But if they get to the three season mark, I don't want Netflix to cancel them because they're not getting enough viewers.
1: Yeah, if you have something good, like, why are you going to end it? Yeah. <sighs> How annoying. We... We're mad at you, Netflix.
0: We're mad at you, netflix Very mad.
1: <laughs> we want to
0: give a shout-out. Yeah, we do want to give a real shout-out to uh, a follower of ours on Twitter. Um, I know we both read a lot of articles on the cancellation, but just want to uh, give a shout-out to Dylan, at Dylan Stromo on Twitter for sending us links to some of these articles. Uh, I didn't happen to read all of them, but he did send me, or Dylan did send me some uh, mm-hmm. really good ones that were actually like very informative. Yeah, thank and you so, Dylan Yeah, thanks Dylan We'll put a link to all the articles we talked about uh, In the show notes
1: mm-hmm. um, But that's it for today Ugh. And uh, We need some snacks We need to just Lie down I think that's <laughs> We
0: need to lie down And have some fruit snacks mm-hmm. Take a nap um, But that does it for this episode We'll go back to Following the chronology of the show And the episodes But we had to talk about this. How mm-hmm. could we not? So
1: yeah, and it's it was kind of frustrating that we put up the episode three. Don't even get me started. <laughs> like, and then five minutes later, like the whole announcement happened. Yeah. So it kind of made us look kind of like, I guess, like we're not really paying attention to what's <laughs> going on in the world. So let's just talk about this episode of season one. Yeah, you know? I know it was not a, it was not not a good timing on not our part. Not good timing. But We're like, still kind of figuring
0: out exactly what day they go up to. <laughs> it's looking like Thursdays, but I mean.
1: <laughs> like, granted, we didn't know that this news was going to come, so.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it was posted, like, within five minutes of the cancellation mm-hmm. of the first tweets about it. Yeah. And I didn't even notice it till hours later because I was busy. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, um, I, I think my sister sent me a video on Instagram. Uh-huh. And that was the first time I saw it. And I was like, ugh. Oh what
1: yeah it's very disappointing but um we're still gonna keep going because this show means a lot to us i know it means a lot to all of you and like i said keep creating content keep uh keep having one day at a time in the in the talks on social media twitter or instagram or facebook or... keep
0: it in the conversation mm-hmm. still tell your friends about it mm-hmm. i mean at this point though like Maybe you're not telling your friends about it so it gets renewed. You're telling your friends about it just because you want them to have a good show to watch.
1: hmm Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, we're not giving up because we all love this show, and it means a lot to us.
0: Yeah, so we're going to keep our episodes going, and uh, we'll keep going through Season 1. Then we'll go through Season 2, and then we'll mm-hmm. go through Season 3. And if it's picked up when those episodes come out, we'll probably get to them soon enough. Yeah. So, uh, unless these episodes never come out again, <laughs> uh-huh. you won't hear the end of us. Exactly. So, that does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh don't forget to follow us at one pot at a time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us your feedback. And let us know how frustrated you are cuz oh we God. were very extremely frustrated and uh <laughs> Our, all of our logic and stuff probably did not come through clear enough <laughs> for you to understand, but we had to vent and let it out. Oh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.